0: Hi, and welcome to Just Katie, Not Cancer. We all know about the C word, right? No, not that C word. Get your mind out of the gutter. I know, I'm a big potty mouth. I swear all the time. But I'm not talking about that C word. I am talking about the big, the jar, the scary C word, meaning cancer. I'm Katie Zareski, and I invite you to join me on this podcast which is all about how you can have the big, the dark, the scary, the ugliest of uglies in your life, whether it be cancer or any other problem, and you can still be your own champion and choose to live your life. I promise to share the good, the bad, the funny, the scary, and everything in between while educating and spreading the importance of awareness and being your own champion throughout it all. No subject is off limits. So, be prepared to take a deep dive into my crazy world. It's going to be a roller coaster ride for sure. And some of it may be bumpy, but I promise to make it worth your ride. Well, hi, everybody. It's Katie, and you're listening to Just Katie, Not Cancer. I hope you are all doing well on this scorcher of a day i know i talked all about the heat but you know i'm sitting pretty uh with my chemo bag attached in antarctica aka my home in Shrewsbury. it's nice and cool i hope you were all cool too but let's jump in and talk about today's episode i have originally i had two special guests but i'm down to one special guest and i will explain so Everyone knows the story of my cancer and my life. I'm pretty open and public about it. I'm also very public and loving and open when it comes to my biggest supporters who are my children. My daughter, Mackenzie, who's 18, and my son, Zachary, who is 14. And of course, our fur baby, Lulu, who is uh, the lady of the house at six. But Mackenzie is much more comfortable talking about this. And so she is going to be my special guest today. My son, Zach, is super supportive. Um, He will be in the pictures with us and he's celebrating some good news with me, but he really, at 14, is uncomfortable kind of talking about this with a lot of people, and I have to respect his wishes. He's certainly a huge supporter, keeps me laughing, and does what he can to help, but um, I think as a parent, sometimes you need to know when to push and when to hold back, and this is one of those things that we definitely don't need to push. So, with that said, I am so pleased and excited to be joined today with my lovely daughter, Mackenzie. Hello. Say hi. Hello she's a little nervous to do this as you can imagine yeah, everybody likes to podcast but she has a lot of great things to say so we're going to just jump in and talk about um, today we're going to talk about kind of like as a family how we handle this cancer and this diagnosis and how we live life and I thought it would be a really good way for Uh, Mackenzie to talk about things from her perspective how she feels how she handles it and maybe some advice that she might have for other um, kids or teens that have a loved one close to them that's facing a, a similar diagnosis and maybe how to handle that the best way so we're um, celebrating today as well because I had some great cancer victory yesterday. I posted it on the site. I've been pretty stable in terms of my tumor markers, which is basically cancer surveillance. You can't have a CT scan all the time wouldn't that be great if every time you went in you got the pictures but you can't so they run a number of blood tests and one of them is my cea level or my tumor marker for colorectal cancer and i had been ranging around 1500 which was still a little on the high side and then it dropped to 1300 um, and we had some stability there but yesterday i dropped down to 750 so we cut it in half which is a huge victory. The new chemo seems to be doing its job and um, it was just a really nice bonus to receive yesterday. So we're celebrating in today's national cookie day, chocolate chip cookie day. So we're having chocolate chip cookies and protein shakes. Okay, I know it's all about balance, right? So we're gonna be celebrating later. But anyways, let me jump in and have you guys meet my lovely daughter, Mackenzie. You see her in lots of pictures with me, but you don't really get to hear her voice very often. So, um, a lot of this is a blur to me from the beginning. I was diagnosed March, March 19th, 2021, and I remember, um, You know, running to the hospital explaining to my kids that I needed to have an emergency surgery because there was a blockage. Nobody knew what this blockage was, we needed more tests, etc. So my kids had to deal with me kind of dashing in and dashing out, um, and then being in the hospital. What? then happened was things the picture became a little bit more clear that it was definitely cancer we were dealing with and it wasn't localized it had metastasized or spread and so even though I didn't have all the details I needed I needed to have a conversation with my children when I came home and for all of you parents out there I'm sure you can understand the dread I had the pit uh, it was just like the pit in my stomach to come home and actually have to have these conversations with my children I really really dreaded it and so um what do you remember about that Ken's? do you remember that conversation
1: um yes I do I think that was probably one of the worst conversations yeah tell me about it I think it. we've ever had Um. All I really remember is like we still didn't didn't really know what was going on, but you we kind of went into it and you came home kind of expecting the worst because they didn't tell you anything still, um, and they said it was a blockage. I mean, when you think of a blockage, it's kind of not a great thing to hear right but they wouldn't
0: tell me what the blockage was right so I hadn't met with any of the oncologists just the GI surgeons and doctors and so forth and to me a blockage sounded like a whole lot of poop but I did I mean like literally it was but I mean I I think it was obviously more than that but of course they they couldn't confirm like when I think of
1: blockage I think of something like seriously wrong like it's cutting off something so that's what I thought of and you sat me down and you were very, like, calm about it, which was nice, because I feel like sometimes people will, like, break down and freak out and make this whole scene, and you didn't do that. Um, so, and I just remember, I don't remember the whole conversation because it kind of all still feels like a blur, but I remember, like, I was crying, you were crying, we, pretty yeah. much everybody cried, <clears throat> and um, I remember I was really upset, but at the same time, though, I kind of wasn't surprised Surprised to hear something like that because if you're in the hospital with that intensive pain and everything you you can kind of make the assumption that something is. Wrong, right? I think
0: I think the shocking problem. part came when we figured out the magnitude of it, right? Yes. So because I was super healthy, I lived the lifestyle. Yeah, you were in the
1: Middle of a competition. So I, was, I was, I was, I was prepping, fine. and
0: I'm healthy and strong. So you would look at me and not, I, I don't look like the face of someone no, sick, some right? Of my so are like, is
1: she sick? I'm like, yes. I know.
0: Well, I, I refuse to look sick. I refuse to act oh sick, and God. that's part of it. But I think that was the. The part of this that was so difficult to accept at first in in the beginning, because, you know, you, you want to point your finger at something and say, I did this wrong or I did this wrong or I did that wrong or that's the cause. And the sad thing is we don't know a cause and I know I didn't do anything wrong. It's just the way cancer is. So, yeah, I remember that conversation. I remember us sitting on, our, on my bed and I remember there being a lot of tears and, and part of it was because we didn't know. We didn't know the details of it, but um, I don't. um, But
1: we expected the worst, though.
0: We did. I kind of prepared you guys when I was in the hospital. Well, it's
1: a good thing you did, because if you didn't,
0: that would have been And we were still in COVID measures, too, so you guys couldn't come in the hospital and see me. So I remember one glorious day, you were outside the hospital with my friends, and we had balloons and and signs, and it was just amazing. And that just shows the love. You know, I'm really, really blessed that I have love in my life like that. And I will never, ever forget it or underestimate it. If you hear snoring in the background, everybody, this is this is real, right? This is my day to day life. I do have an English bulldog. She snores. She snores so loud. It's ridiculous. So if you're picking up on that, understand it's not me or Kenzie or Zachary, for that matter. It is Lulu. Um, But back to our our questions, do you think Cancer has changed me
1: um, as my I, child. I mean, I I feel like it's definitely, it definitely has not changed you negatively. I don't, I don't think it has. I don't think it's made you worse at all. I actually think it's made you better. I think um, you're a lot stronger. You have a better mindset. I mean, you've always had a really good positive mindset, but I feel like cancer has made it like even more positive and You know, you've always been very independent and you always had like great perseverance and I just like the cancer really like, I don't know, it's really increased that for you and I feel like too, you know, you've always been very fun and always wanted to do stuff and I feel like now you want to do even more and I feel like now with this whole cancer thing, it's also brought me, you and Zach even closer as a family and it's also nice because I mean I feel like we just kind of live each day, and you live each day. We're not just kind of going through the motions of the day, like you, like you particularly, like you live each day. And I don't know. I just feel like the cancer has really made a positive change in you. I feel like it's actually like made you better in some way. And I feel like I know compared- it's crazy to
0: say you hate to say that cancer made you a better person, but I no, think no, it,
1: it it did. I think That's in a lot of
0: ways thing. it made me. Um, For me personally, I feel like it made me more grateful.
1: Yeah. I I am
0: honestly and truly very grateful for everything in life. Every day that I have that I wake up, I'm grateful for. And I say that every day when I wake up, I, I thank God for giving me another day. Yes. And I think I'm kind of... Doing the the stop and smelling the roses and eating the cookie and drinking the coffee and you know enjoying yeah, those you're not little like
1: chicken and vegetables. Every day. I, well,
0: I still eat a lot of chicken and veg Don't make people. Don't say that. They're gonna think I'm eating like a monster. Oh
1: no, no. I mean, but like before, like you, like I don't know. You never like before you were cancer. You never like got to enjoy anything like that because it like, was
0: always competing. Yes, you were always was, competing. Yeah. You were always
1: yeah. on the body challenge. Always, always doing something like that. Where, like, now you can, like sit back relax and say like hell yeah i'm gonna eat a cookie
0: hell yeah i'm gonna eat a cookie but here's the thing unless you're competing and getting on stage hell yeah have the cookie you know hell yeah Yeah. have that thing enjoy enjoy your life it doesn't have to be food related it could be flowers it can be clothes it could be anything like that but i think that it did give me that stop and smell the roses because i've always been on this track of i have to achieve i have to produce yeah i have
1: to do better like i I, I have constantly yes yeah now you're and now that you have cancer. It's kind of taken that away, but it's, it's
0: given me a different competitive edge. Like I'm still that same person. I'm always producing. I'm always coming up with things. I'm always working, but it also makes me take pause and say, did I hug my kids 10 times today? Did I tell them I love them 10 times today? Did I hug my fur baby? Did I reach out to my friends? Like I really stop and think about other people in this too. And I think that's, that's helped me. Um, my next question for you, Kens, is, you know, how do you as a teen, you're eighteen years old, how do you handle a cancer diagnosis when it comes to your mom? Like how do you really handle that?
1: Um, so I've Because I know been,
0: it's not easy and no, I know you buried not. it for a little bit, but how do you handle so it? What do what you do?
1: I know this isn't the best thing to do, but I mean I've always been like a tough I've always been pretty tough. Like I'm not I'm not like Super sensitive, like I wouldn't just break down and cry over like anything and I tend to like bury everything and like hide it and pretend Nothing's wrong But then like I don't know like as I continue to bury it like more stuff just kept piling on and then like one day You just kind of like lose it and it all comes out so what I've been doing is for me what's really helped me is counseling and like going to therapy Um, I feel like that's really helped me not just with the whole cancer thing, but with other things in my life I feel like that's really helped me and it's given me like coping strategies um, To heal and things I can do and you know, like how to help myself instead of just burying it Which is what I've stopped doing Um, I would also say Um, I've talked to some of my friends about it. Most of my friends, they honestly, they really don't understand, but I feel like just sometimes just talking to them about it has really helped me. And I think most people also have the wrong concept of, oh, you can't talk to like the cancer patient about your life, like, or what's bothering you because it's just going to make them worse. And actually by not telling them what's going on, it actually makes them feel worse. Like when I am upset and I hide it like you don't like it when I hide it you want me to tell you what's right wrong. I
0: mean I I know when something is bothering me. exactly and it makes me feel terrible that but I feel something like... going on with me would cause you pain so that's why we talk a yeah, lot about exactly. it but I, a lot of people yeah. don't have that kind no, of relationship exactly. so I that's think that's
1: also the thing
0: I think the counseling's important there's also
1: there's also like support groups and right. stuff I mean I've I've looked into that, but I feel like for me also, you know, also kind of like distracting yourself to like, not like just sitting here on your phone, like wishing your life would get better. It's just, it's not really going to cut it. Like, I feel like for me, like I work out every day. I am a cheerleader. I work, like I try and do things to like distract myself. I'm a very active, busy person. I've always been that way.
0: Gee, where'd you get it from? Oh, I, yeah! I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Joking. Joking.
1: Um, so I, I feel like for me, because the kind of person I am, I always have to stay busy. Like I can't sit here and like think of sit here with thoughts some with my thoughts. Sometimes I always like to like take it out on something or talk about it, or I even like journal. Sometimes, I mean, we did we did this thing with like the capricorn moon where we wrote a letter to ourselves and then we read it out loud and then we burned it and it felt by doing that too like that actually felt really good because i felt like i let go of some things and i feel like that was really cool to do too but everybody has their own way of coping with things it took me a while to find what helps me but i would definitely say a lot of kids my age think that counseling and everything is embarrassing and it's silly but honestly it's I feel like if I didn't have that I I don't I feel like I would just not be where I am mentally yeah. And emotionally. No, I agree. Without it. There's no,
0: you know, there's there's a social stigma around counseling and mental health that it needs to be it's removed. It's really important. I mean, everybody, I, I'm a firm believer that everybody at some point in time in their lives needs counseling, yes. right? Because they always blame the mother. It's always the mother's fault. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's not always the mother. You guys know that. But my point is that it's a safe place to go and a really good place yeah. to work and out some and issues. And it's your
1: time. It's yes. for you to sit there and... Talk about what's going on. I mean, I'm still in counseling. I mean, I've been in counseling for... Um almost a year like almost a year yeah. now like it's it's been a while and nothing to be ashamed I mean, of you've even noticed some good changes a- enormous
0: enormous oh. positive changes and, and again this is not a psa to go out and get a counselor but it is no, definitely sure. it is definitely uh, applauding it. Yep. we if, recommend if you're it. going
1: through something like this you need some help whether you're the cancer patient or right. you're the caregiver whatever you are a family member whatever i think you definitely should go
0: well. I have this I awesome it. triage team at Dana Farber. I'm all of us in New England are super lucky to have Dana Farber in our backyard, they're an amazing institution and help thousands of people. Um, but I have a triage team and on the triage team is actually a social worker and she checks in with me to see how I'm doing. She checks in to see how the kids are doing. She's made support groups available. She's opened up schedule time if they ever need her or they need advice or they need some activities or things to do so. We're super blessed. I mean, so yes, counseling is difficult to find a really good counselor that you connect with is difficult, but there are other services too. It took me too.
1: a while to find a yeah. counselor that I definitely clicked with. and my- my counselor, the one that um, I still see, she told me a really interesting, like, fact. She said the more that, like, you bury something and you hold on to something and you just continue to roll with it, that actually causes more trauma. And if you don't confront it or deal with it or whatever, it's going to get worse. Sounds and then, like a great counselor. And then, like, yeah. you're going to get worse. Yeah, so. great
0: advice. So purge. Yes. Purge it all out. Purge, everybody. Yeah. Purge. So, um, next question. Also, I have to give props to my friend Cassandra, who told us about burning some things. Oh, that yes. was a great idea. That Thanks, Cassandra. Best. Great idea. We loved it. We had fun. Um, are you worried about the future?
1: Um, so I I mean, for me, I know this sounds really cheesy, and but it's honestly true. Like, I try and live. Each day, like I'm focused on like today. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about the next week. I try and like focus um, on the day today and with the things I have to do. And you know, I feel like when you stick with that, that's better to do versus worrying about the future. But yeah, I mean, sometimes like thinking about my future in my life, like I always have that what if voice in the back of my head. Like for me, um, my. My dream job is I'm trying to go into the FBI after college, and like I had badass. like a, tell me
0: that's not bad. I
1: had like and like <clears throat> sometimes like you know to get to the FBI you have to go through the academy, and that can take a while after college and everything. And I sometimes have that question that runs in the back of my mind. Oh, like what if mom's like not going to be here for that? Like there's always that what if. I mean I have confidence um especially with the results you just got like that you definitely will be here but then there's always that little voice that runs in the back of yeah. your head like oh what if mom's not going to be here oh mom's not going to be here so i i try really not to think about the the future like that i mean i'm excited for my future and i look forward to it but and I'm you just, know
0: i'm going to have a seat right next to you the whole way
1: yes um, but right. also like I, but there's um, that fear
0: and that's my worst fear. You're, it's so funny though. Cause we don't really talk about this, but it's interesting that know, my worst future, fear like, is your worst fear. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: sometimes like the future, mm-hmm. like when I, if I really sit here and like think about my future, that like overwhelms me. Sure.
0: Sometimes. Of course. It overwhelms all of us. Yeah, it overwhelms me still to I this day. Know. So do you have like any final words of wisdom or something you could say to other kids or teens that are dealing with this i mean i know you worry extensively about your brother and i know you talk to him a lot and help him yeah i mean he won't Um, he won't
1: say it to you but if like him and i went out to dinner a few weeks ago when he like And he'll, like, open up to me about it and how he gets upset or things like that. Um, But he he won't come out and say it to you.
0: Right. I know. And that's just just where he is right now. But at least he has, I know that he has a safe place with you. And that matters. But what would you say? I mean, to other teens or other kids, like, do you have any words of wisdom or or advice Um, for how to cope with this
1: i would just say that once again i i know this sounds so cheesy but it's true i mean i try and spend and live every day with you as much as i can like just you know enjoy it and yeah enjoy the time and like spend the time in that moment with the person Um, that's sick because the next day you might wake up and they might have a complication or they might wake up and they might not be here I don't know but I just feel like if you spend and time with them and you live in the moment every day with them that's great to do Um, but I would also say too I had a friend of mine who lost a parent like five years ago and he gave me some really good advice and it was, like, you know, just really try and spend a lot of time with them, live in the moment. But also, like, I know teenagers, I mean, especially me, like, you know, sometimes if, like, somebody doesn't answer the phone, it will, like, upset you and rattle you. But, like, if the cancer patient or whoever it is in your life that's sick is having a bad day, like, my hair is falling out, I'm vomiting, I don't feel well, oh, like, you know, maybe, maybe don't complain to to your sick um loved one, like, oh, like, John didn't answer my text, and yeah. like I'm in like a bad mood. Like, <laughs>
0: put it in perspective. Yeah, in like other words, maybe right? don't
1: don't complain about like silly things like that, and like you know be like respectful. Like if you can see the person's having a bad day, maybe don't complain about what's bothering. And give them lots like of hugs
0: because hugs go a long Yeah,
1: life. like just just yeah. spend time with them and just enjoy the moment with them. I mean, I that's. It's kind of taken me a while to understand, but I mean, now I understand and that's what I do now. But I mean, I'm also 18 and that took me like a few years to figure out. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's maturity. It's maturity. We also are, um, are blessed to have a huge extensive friend and family group that has just given us an outpouring of love and support. I mean, everything from meal delivery and flowers and, um, packages and gift cards and just you name it I mean everybody that is close to us has really supported and loved us so we are very blessed and very lucky and and I thank everybody every time I have an opportunity to thank people I thank people and um and we still see it today so thank you guys do you have anything else you want to say
1: Um, I would just say, just continue to live in the moment and just enjoy that time with that person because
0: you just don't know what's around the corner. You might
1: have five years with them still. You might have maybe less than 24 hours with them. You don't know. Just enjoy the time and live in the moment with them and just kind of like live each day to the fullest. Like, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the, don't worry about next week. Like just worry about today and, and carry them in the moment and enjoy your time and yeah. tell
0: them you love them all the time
1: yes exactly
0: so that is all we have for today that was so fun thank you for sharing You're all welcome. your feelings kens hopefully that will help some people but this is really how we live yes we're really going to eat cookies now we're really going to make protein shakes too and um you can see that i am an exceedingly proud mother for obvious reasons you just heard why and believe me, there are two of them in this house that are equally as awesome. So I thank my kids for loving me and being there for me every step of the way. And know that um, they're my biggest source of inspiration, for sure. So I'm not going to cry. I held it together. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Give the ones you love extra hugs, extra kisses, or drop them that quick note or text. No, I love you all. Have a super day. Mwah. Kisses. Thank you so much for listening. I know your free time is precious, and I appreciate you spending the time that you have with me. If you're on Facebook, join my group, just Katie, not cancer, and follow my Instagram. That's rolling with my colon. (laughs) I know, it's kind of kitschy, but you know, I had to do it. For all the cancer warriors out there battling their monsters, I wish you minimal side effects, huge ass-kicking declines in your tumor markers, and huge amounts of love. We all got this. And remember, we are all more than our cancer. Live, laugh, and love every day. Kisses.